Hello, Spotlight friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today, we are having the honor of speaking with my friend, Santonio Hill. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you guys inviting me and having me on the show. Oh my Big honor. No, it's an honor for us. We're super happy to have you. Um, Everyone listening is probably wondering why I'm geeking out so hard. There is a reason. Santonio is great, amazing. Him and his wife, Kristen, are doing work for the kingdom. And they're just really fun people, you guys. How many times in your life do you meet people that can dance with you and then also lead you in a rosary? I don't know. So I'm so excited to have you on. I would love for everyone listening to hear a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm from Maryland originally, nice little country area in Lexington Park, St. Mary's County. Grew up there. I never really appreciated what was around me. I never really appreciated like the the silence and the quiet and the peace mm. of like being in like a not a city area. But because I lived my life on TV, like not as an actor or anything like that, but like I wanted, I was always watching TV, mm. like BET, um, how I'm living, or like MTV Cribs and like Marad and all this stuff and like music videos, I always wanted to live that life. And so I always wanted to get out of, you know, this little area where I was from. Um, and so, yeah, I, I figured like, what's going to be my ticket out of this area? And it turned out to be football. And so I figured, yeah, football would be, would be my ticket out. And yeah, it was crazy. So like I'm born and raised Catholic, critical Catholic, went to, an all black Catholic church growing up. And one day I was playing football and I ended up getting a scholarship my senior year in high school. And so that was a big, big deal. Cause it was like a big part of my dreams to get out of this, this my neighborhood, my area. But then one day after mass, my priest reached out he asked me, he said, Hey, uh, what are you doing after you graduate high school? And so I, I let him know about a scholarship and everything. And then he had the audacity to pitch seminary to me and I was not a faithful Catholic like not at all I would I would go to youth group but like I never really cared about learning about anything God you know and wow. so he, he he asked me this question and I was like oh no I'm cool homie like I, I'm all good appreciate <laughs> you Father Scott and he said well why don't you pray about it I said well I'll sleep on it and so that night and the next night I had these two dreams where essentially I i yeah, it it was almost as if God was calling me closer to him. Mm. And I took that dream as face value. And I said, okay, God, I'm with you. Even though I did not want to ever be a priest, like I always wanted to be married, which I am. Shout out to my wife, Kristen. <laughs> and shout out to my unborn baby, Baby Hill, coming soon. <laughs> yeah, I just took this face value and I said, all right, I'm going to give up the scholarship and I'm going to go to seminary. During that time, I went to seminary. I was I was there for four years, learned so much, grew so much. And ultimately, yeah, learn how to pray, learn how to become a, a man of prayer. And it was an amazing formative time in my life where I ultimately ended up just starting out and went from job to job trying to figure out what it is that I think I'm called to do. So I, I was a teacher for a while. I was a focused mm. missionary for a while. I worked in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia doing urban outreach for a little while. And it led me to this moment where I am right now, working for Vagabond Missions, doing recruitment. And it's the best job I've ever had. Last year, I was a missionary on the ground. 
in Pittsburgh is where I was sent to be a missionary. And it is just such a beautiful ministry that I just absolutely love so much. If I could simplify it at all, because there's so much to it, but if I could simplify it at all, I would say that there's like two goals, like a main goal and like an ultimate goal. And I would say that the main goal is to be able to reach these teens in these underprivileged neighborhoods that we are sent to as missionaries and to make sure that they are seen, known, heard, loved, and know that they have somebody for them in their life that they can rely on, that they can fall back to, that they can, that they can check in with, that they can, they, they can have somebody that's a true support system for them. Because unfortunately, there are situations where that just doesn't exist for these teens, some of these teens in, in America. And then I would say that the ultimate goal is to be able to equip these teens with the tools to put in their toolbox, to be able to pursue holiness, to be able to one day, yes, to strive for heaven and, and see the face of God. Because who knows, you know, who knows at the end of the day, if we are going to heaven, hell, or just going to be in purgatory for X amount of time, you know? And so we, we try to equip these teens that we work with as the Catholic missionaries that we are in that respect. So amazing, amazing wow. organization. I absolutely love it. Highly, highly, highly recommend everybody to come join Vagabond. Wow. It's the dopest. It's oh my gosh. Well, you are definitely selling it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds amazing. I mean, what an awesome opportunity for people that might be on the peripheries, right? Might not be in the direct, you know, eyesight of a lot of people that are looking to get involved in communities and reach out to certain people. So that's so cool that you guys are like working in those neighborhoods and just being examples of like Christ's actualized love. I think that's super cool. So what are some ways that you guys serve your communities? I know that you said, I mean, if we really wanted to talk about what Vagabond Missions does, it would take us like 12 years. But if we, you know, if you could share a few things of how you guys kind of, you know, get out in your community and what your hopes are for Vagabond, then that would be awesome. Yeah. So the the way we we kind of operate is, we have yeah, two male missionaries, two female missionaries that get sent to a neighborhood and they're assigned to that neighborhood. And they work in conjunction with the parish that is in that, that area. And because if, you know, if you go inside any church, typically in this day and age in America, you'll see a lot of white hair, maybe a lot of gray hair, maybe some canes, you know, not raising canes, it's a good chicken, by the way, you know, but you'll see, yeah, elderly people, which is a beautiful thing because, you know, it's so funny. I was thinking about it today, how like, I can't wait to be a granddad. Like, I just can't wait to be a grandfather. Can't wait to be old. Can't wait to just be like sitting and just kind of like bossing people around, telling (laughs) jokes and, you know what I mean? I just, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. But those are the people that are filling our churches right now. But if you look right outside, there's so many young people just running around, playing around, just hanging out, doing whatever. And all you have to do is go out and reach out to them and say, hey, how you doing? Make mm-hmm. a simple invitation, make an investment in one of these teens' lives or whoever. And once you do that, you'll see a relationship will build. And then you can say, hey, 
you want to come to church or, you know, you can continue to build that person up in that way. And so that's what we do. That's what we do. We do this thing called contact work where the missionaries will go out in the neighborhood and they'll meet these teens wherever they may be. They'll encounter them wherever they are. Similar to, to Christ, I would say, how he would just literally encounter people wherever they they were. And when I was a missionary, and I still am, it was easiest for me to do that on a basketball court, to encounter male teams on a basketball court and just hoop around for a little bit and then befriend them and eventually invite them to come to our underground. And our underground is what we might call like a drop-in center, almost mm-hmm. like a Newman center, but it's essentially a safe space because these neighborhoods that we're in, they might be gang violence going on, might be people who sell drugs, people who do drugs, prostitution, homelessness, just poverty in general. And so we invite them to the underground, which we don't take them out of the neighborhood. Our undergrounds are in the neighborhoods that we serve. Mm. We take them out of the environment that they're in and put them around people who are going to support them in a way that's going to be uplifting for their well-being. And there, yeah, we have a a multiple of, of things that we can do there. We have programs that we put on for them. And so one is called Open Underground, which is very simple, super chill. It's just time, two hours, two and a half hours or so, where these teens can come and just kind of like hang and be themselves for a little while, not worry about the responsibilities on their shoulders that they have. Because once again, a lot of times they take on these teens, the population that we serve, they'll take on higher responsibilities that are for an adult, not for a teenager. And so they have the opportunity to just kind of like come hang out. If they want to get tutored and, you know, need help with their homework, we're offering that. Typically, they never take up on it. Uh, because <laughs> They're like, they um, I want to hang out. And San Antonio yeah. seems really cool. And I would much rather play basketball than do my homework. Yeah. Right. But it's yeah. great nobody's, that you offer. Yeah. Nobody's asking, like, can you help me with my Pythagorean theorem today? You know, but like, I'm here for it. Like, I know exactly how to do that. YouTube does, too. And I would probably look at YouTube <laughs> before I figure that out on my own. So let me, let me calm down. So that's one night. It's all it's chill night. And then we have breakout, which is a lot more structured, which at breakout night, what we do is we pick up the teams. We share a meal together when we get to the underground. We hang out for a little bit. And then we start playing some intentional games that are led by the missionaries. After that, we have an opportunity for five to ten minute gospel reflection. And that's essentially that night. Which from there, you know, we have another night called worship night. And so if the, those teens who really enjoy that five to 10 minute gospel reflection, they'll either invite themselves or we'll notice something in them and we'll invite them to a worship night, which is just a discipleship centered night. And that's it. It can be anything discipleship. And then from there, we have Jesus class, which is just RCIA. And so that's pretty much the, the programs that we run at the underground and on top of that, we have relational ministry. And so uh, that's that's guys groups and, and girls groups on top of just spending time and investing in a team one-on-one or one-on-two or whatever that may look like. And that's pretty much how we build our communities out here in, in the undergrounds with Vagabond. This episode is brought to you by Hallow. 
the number one Catholic app for prayer, meditation, music, and more. Hallow features litanies, novenas, and other challenges to get you praying more often and connect with your community. It also features Bible stories and guest sessions from well-known Catholic speakers like Father Mike Schmitz, Bishop Barron, Jonathan Rumi from Chosen, Dr. Scott Hahn, and Father Mark Mary. Hallow is an amazing resource for any Catholic looking to dive deeper into their prayer life, find more peace, and ultimately grow closer to God. Make sure to check out Hallow at hollow.com slash Ave Spotlight. Hollow.com slash Ave Spotlight. Here in the Diocese of Orlando, where I work, we are working on this new discipleship model of encouraging people to encounter Jesus first, then follow Jesus, right? And know who he is and then make disciples. So the model of kind of, you know, sometimes we approach people like they're all on the same plane. Like mm. everyone in that you know has already encountered Jesus. Where some people are already making disciples. Some people mm. out here are like, yeah, I'm I'm doing it. I'm leading Bible studies. I'm going on trips. I'm serving. Then other people, they're like, wow, I have no idea who Jesus is, but I'm like open and willing. So I love how you guys have those steps of like, Here's something where you're encountering Jesus and you're getting to know who Jesus is. And that could be through the missionaries, through just people that are like loving on you. And then here's following Jesus. Like here's a five to 10 minute gospel reflection. Like here's getting to know his word and like the calling that he has on your life. And then here's how we're going to make disciples. Like here's how we're inviting friends. Here's how we're like following up. And then here's how we're like going to become Catholic. Wow, that is so awesome. And I love how you guys are really just, I mean, it's it's such a it's such a respectful human approach to mm. evangelization. Because I think sometimes we just evangelize and like we, we strip away the humanity from people. We don't acknowledge that everyone has life experiences that differ from one another. So mm. one person just might not be in that space to sit and listen to a five to 10 minute gospel reflection, but somebody else might be in a space to sit with you for two hours and play some basketball. And then eventually they'll be like, Oh, okay. Like I respect who this person is and they've shown respect to me. And there's something about that that's intriguing and attractive to me. So I'm going to show up for this other thing. I don't know what that is. And I don't quite know if I'm like ready but I'm going to give God an opportunity to work on me. Even if I'm not saying I'm giving God an opportunity to work on me, like it's amazing how God will do that anyway. <laughs> I know that God will like take our little yes and be like, I'm taking it, you know? Yeah. So that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Praise God. And like, you're right. Like there, there's such a mutual respect that we have mm -hmm. for one another, you know, as missionary and relationship with these teens, because if I want to introduce you to something, you know, that I think is great, and they want to introduce me to something that they think is great. It needs to be a, a, a mutual respect, you know, of, okay, you showed me and told me literally all about anime or all about like John Morant in the NBA or like all about like whatever, you know, rapper that you really like now that I think is whack, but you like <laughs> him. So like I'm listening mm -hmm. and like, and that builds and builds and builds to the point where like you exactly what you're saying, like, okay, they respect me enough to like partake in my life. Let me see a step further into who this Jesus person is. And maybe I'll I'll start praying. Maybe I'll start 
coming around a lot more often. Maybe I'll come to a worship night and maybe this is getting my mom thinking of, maybe I do want to become Catholic, you know? And it's, it is so beautiful. Like in over the 15 years that Vagabond's been in existence, there's been over 130 kids who've come into the Catholic church. Ooh, amen. From that. Yeah. And it's so, I mean, it's beautiful. It's an amazing mm. like witness and testimony to just doing the thing that we are as a Catholic church are supposed to be doing evangelizing. And even, even from that, there's been, I believe five former teens that have become missionaries with Vagabond. And so that's also just like a huge glory story in itself to the point where like, you know, these teens, they, and I can attest to this myself because I also come from somewhat of a similar background, but just from the country, not from a, a inner city where, you know, I don't have a ton of money. I don't know a ton of people that I can ask for money to be a missionary and for fundraising, you know? So like truly relying upon God to provide for me, you know, like if God like ordains it, then having enough trust, things will happen. Like God isn't just going to like leave you off to dry. I'm forgetting the saying is like, if God wills you to it, then he'll see you through it or something. Like Ooh, that. Okay. Okay. Word. Yeah. All right. Preacher. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Preacher. I hear you. Yeah. And so, I mean, this seminary days coming out. It is just such a, yeah, such a beautiful mission where you can just like gain so much, you know, like if you're not from that background of these teens are from and or myself even, then like you gain so much perspective, you gain so much formation, you gain new friends and in the teens, but also like in the community that you'll be serving and serving in as well as a community that you'll be living in as well as a missionary. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I could I could go on and on. Yeah, dude, I, just a big blessing. Like I, I was just talking to my friend AJ about how blessed I am to be able to be a missionary for this organization because I am able to like be creative, be creative in this in this mission field where certain other organizations you can't be as creative because they may want you to follow things and do things like as they want you to do it. And so, yeah, you know, everybody's different. You know, the Holy Spirit and God, like God talks to everybody differently. Everybody's prayer life is so different. So like, why can't my ministry look different? You know, like I understand that. Well, never mind. Let me stop. But you know, you know what I'm <laughs> no, saying. I love it. I love it. And you're so right. And it's like, you know, God, God wants us to be creative and the world will only be evangelized better. The more we all use our gifts and talents to like inspire how God is willing and wanting to love each one of us. So, and that, and that is, it's like a fruit of our creativity. So responding to that call of God being like, Hey, I'm putting you in this position because I know that you're going to do something good with it and mm. not even just good, but like great with it and not even just purposeful, but like unique because mm. you're San Antonio and you can evangelize and love God's people in a way that like Chanel can't, you know? And so it's just, it's like an amazing thing how when you really look at it from that framework of not only am I in this position, whatever position, everyone listening, whatever position, whatever job you have, whatever, not only are you in this because it's like, well, you're in it because you're qualified, but you're quite literally qualified by like the God of the universe to mm -hmm. do that job because you're unique, you know, and your gifts and talents, like use your creativity, use your gifts to like really flourish and like bear good fruit. Because the world will change once everyone recognizes like what you were saying, you know, that you are not only blessed, but you're acknowledging that God 
is calling you to like do something special, not just like a run of the mill. So many times we show up to our jobs and we're like, well, you know, but God is calling you to be creative and unique. Even if that means you sit behind a glass window and you're a bank dealer every day, you know, even if that means that you're a missionary on the streets, even if that means that you like are a DRE and you're just like so tired (laughs) of Mm. gathering paperwork, like, you know, or if you're a mom, like, raising a human being at home. Like there's so many ways that we can like uniquely cooperate with the God of the universe and like evangelizing his people that it's just so cool. And I love what you guys are doing. And I think it's like so important. And I would love for you to share because we near like the end of our episode, unfortunately, but I would actually also, I'm going to I'll ask you this while we're recording. So then you have to say yes, but I would love for you to come back and share just more about your like personal testimony and how God called you to live a life of service because being a missionary and living a life of service is not for everybody. Mm. And, and loving it is not for everyone because Mm. not a lot of people feel that way. So pray about it. Um, everyone listening, I'm putting San Antonio on blast right now. So pray about it. No need to say yes immediately. Um, but as we're rounding out this episode, I would love for you to share. We're in the season of Lent and a lot of people are like, Hey, I'm looking for ways to do service. I'm looking for ways to get out here. What would you say to someone's like, Hey, I want to do something good. And I don't only want to do something good to kind of check off a box, but I want to be intentional, whether that's like, in my community or I don't know, like how can I get involved in a way that's like actually impacting people and serving the Lord? Like what would, what would you say that people can do? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think first off something that you can, and this is just like super practical, pray to the Holy spirit. Like first and foremost, prayer number one is super over underrated, underrated. People don't always like to sit and wait for an answer they like mm-hmm. to answer in the pants whatever you want to call it you know super antsy and like all right i gotta i gotta move i gotta do something quick because then i'll feel good about myself yeah sit and pray to the holy spirit ask the holy spirit where are you drawing me to give in terms of my time maybe my money maybe a talent how are you calling me to give this lent uh, in terms of almsgiving in that way uh and and listen, but also at the same time, start looking up some things, looking up some things that's going on around your area. Maybe there's some homeless shelters. Uh, maybe there's some some really cool initiatives going on that just help people in need that are yeah super unique to whatever, wherever your area is. And then take it back to prayer and ask the Holy Spirit once again, okay, where are you drawing me to? And then like, it sounds cheesy, but like, Truly listen to where your heart is drawing you to. And so it's not a, I'm not giving like super specific concrete examples, but like this, once again, is going to be unique to to you, the listener, to where, where is your heart really drawn? And maybe you already know where your heart's drawn to. Maybe you've all, for the longest time, had such a heart for like veterans, you know, who are just not being able to take care of themselves or have people to take care of them or like people in a nursing home or like whatever that might look like, you know, refugees maybe. Mm. And so take it to prayer, ask the Holy Spirit, where are you leading my heart? Where are you leading me to? Where's my heart drawing in closer to? And then, yeah, be proactive and looking into things that's going on around your area. Mm, That's amazing. And I love what you said, like, let the Holy Spirit share with you what 
you could be doing because it's a powerful thing. The Holy Spirit could be sharing with you all that you should look into vagabond missions. This might just be that tug on your heart. San Antonio, I would love for you to share where people can find out more about vagabond missions, where they can support you guys and see what y'all are up to. Absolutely. Go on vagabondmissions.com. Super simple. There we have our podcast. We have seasons one and two up and, and running. I'm not on season one because we don't got to talk about it right now, <laughs> but I am on season two. And so if you want to hear some stories about more stories about how we operate, who we are, a little bit more about us, you can learn from the podcast. We also have videos on the website. You know, we have a few things on the website that you can go and explore. We also have a big donation page where you can support certain sites, you can support certain areas, and then you can also support certain missionaries. And Mm so it's all up there and very, very easy to navigate. That's it. That, yeah, Sweet. that's the spot, vagabondmissions.com. Go check awesome. it out. Awesome. We'll make sure to put that in our show notes so people can check it out. So thank you for everyone for listening to this episode. It's been such an honor to talk to you, San Antonio. I would love at the end of each of our episodes, we share something that is giving us hope. So if you need some time to think about it, I can go first, but just something recently that is giving you hope or something that you're looking forward to that will give you hope in the future. If you need time to think about it, I can go first. Or if you're ready, you can go. How are you feeling? Uh, give me a couple more seconds to think. Got it. Okay. So something that is giving me hope, I started a new job at the Diocese of Orlando and my team is a bunch of amazing people that are so in love with the Lord and want people to know who God is. And it's just really giving me hope that there are people out there that just continue to want to evangelize other people. And even through all the like sludgy, hard things of evangelization, which can sometimes happen, there's still people that are faithful to God's tug on their heart. So that is something that gives me hope. I can keep going, Santonio, if you if you need more time, but how are you feeling? I got it. Something that's given me hope, we've recently had a retreat hmm. in Vagabond all across the four sites that we have in Pittsburgh. There's one site that's been notoriously inconsistent when it comes to teens, when it comes to missionaries. And so this has kind of like been, for whatever reason, just kind of like a, a lack of consistency at this one site. And it, I think it needs a little bit more love. And usually whenever there's like an event or a retreat or something going on, like none of the teens ever decide to show up. So they all usually bail, which is tough to, to see time and time again. This past retreat, a lot of teens showed up. Not just showed up, but also participated truly like gave a heartfelt like, yes, I'm struggling with some of these things going on in my life. I don't understand why God would do this. I don't understand. You know, so like they're in this stage where they decided to be like vulnerable and open and openly wrestling with God in their life. And I've literally never even been to this site. I've just only heard about it. And so like going there and experiencing, wow, God's moving here. Yeah, I guess shout out to the missionaries who are there right now. Just their consistency and their yes every day that they've given these teens by saying, like, I'm going to commit to you. Like, I'm I'm here for you. Not saying that it wasn't like that in the past, but I can only speak to what's going on that I see right now. I mean, it's just, yeah, big witness, big testimony of seeing that perseverance. And so that gives me hope, even when there's been a lot of people, not a lot of people, but some people, even within that whole site who's like, ah, 
willing to give up on its own sight. And so Hmm. that's a beautiful thing. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you so much again for being our guest today. We are so grateful to have spoken to you and we're looking forward to talking to you again. No pressure, but (laughs) we're looking forward to talking to you again and we'll be praying for you. Thank you, Chanel. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for listening and thank you so much to Santonio for being our guest. Make sure to check out more information about Vagabond Missions at vagabondmissions.com. You make sure to support them and see what they're up to. They're an awesome ministry and we're so blessed to be able to hear more about them. Also, please pray for Santonio and his wife, Kristen, as they welcome baby Hill very soon. So we will all be praying for you guys. Um, We're so happy to have had you as a guest and I'm looking forward to talking to you guys next week. God bless. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.